Welcome to episode 71 of the IU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week, we catch up with former Eastern Illinois women's basketball player, Elise Shumpert. Shumpert currently works for Nissan and talks about how a chance encounter during a car repair helped lead her to her current career with the company. In addition, we talked to Shumpert about her playing days at EIU and what it's like to watch her younger brother, Will, follow her footsteps as a student athlete here at Eastern Illinois. We are now in our second season of EIU Panthers podcast, and you can listen to any of our episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Simply search EIU Panthers podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the power of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. Eastern Illinois winter sports are in full swing as the Panther basketball, track, and swim teams all head into the month of February, gearing up for their respective conference tournaments. Be sure to stay up to date on all things EIU related at eiupanthers.com, the official athletic website of Eastern Illinois Panther Athletics. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. In addition, information on the winter sports, you can see the spring sports getting into action with both tennis teams currently underway and the softball and baseball seasons just around the corner. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with former Panther Panther women's basketball player, Elise Shumpert. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We're joined today by Elise Shumpert. Elise is a former women's basketball player and interesting story as to how we got Elise here on the as a guest. So we'll, we'll tell you that here as we we'll, we'll go through this. But Elise, first of all, thanks for joining us today. You're very, very welcome. I'm happy to be here. And it's wonderful to see you and meet you again. <laughs> it's been so many years. Now, we, it's funny you say that because how we, how we ran into Elise is Eastern Illinois was playing its OVC basketball opener at Moorhead State seems like ages ago now that we're into the basketball season but just um at the end of december and mike brad who's our radio announcer um and i were staying at a hotel in lexington and elise happened to be at the same hotel and they bumped into each other down getting uh snacks at the at the snack place that that you get at when you check in at the hotel in the middle of the night and uh connected there and it's great to be able to to connect with former alums and so interesting on, on how that happened but Elise is, we'll, we'll catch you up on what she's doing now. And the reason we she was at the hotel is she was in the process of moving for her job. And Elise's fixed, our title is fixed operations manager. She works for Infinity and Nissan. And as I asked you before we got on here, I'll have you explain what that means because I fixed operations could be a lot of different things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. So With my role uh, currently for Nissan slash Infinity, I'm on the Infinity side right now, but um, thus far in my career, I've worked with Nissan. So it's actually really exciting to be on the Infinity side. It's a little bit of luxury. (laughs) So um, with Fixed Operations Manager though, in a nutshell, I am basically a consultant for about 12 dealerships across four states. And I am a consultant on the service department side. And that also includes marketing. That also includes just working with clients um, for basically growing the dealership's business on behalf of the corporate side of the car company, Infinity. So that's what I do in a nutshell right now. Okay. And so in, in that role, would you be the type of person, I know 
people are watching, especially with, let's say the NFL just got done this weekend. So they're seeing the national commercials for Nissan and Infinity and those types of brands. But then people don't understand locally, your local TV station also then buys ads. And a lot of times car dealers will be on there. Are you then, when you say marketing, are you working with, you know, like Elise Shumpert's Nissan in, in Nashville to help them do their marketing on the local games? Yep, that is correct. I do it all and I consult them with everything. For example, um, I may say, hey, you need to advertise this on your website because, you know, we're going into the final four for basketball or, you know, we want like, let's say you were in Cincinnati. If one of my dealers was in Cincinnati, I say, hey, how can we market and capitalize, whether it's via social media, via TV, how can we make our presence or we as in the dealer and the corporation make our presence known to the customers. Okay. So, yeah. And then for that, I know your, your degree was in corporate communications and that's kind of, I guess, what you would say you're in now. How did you get from Eastern to where you're at, at now? Kind of how did that, was it an internship that provided you that opportunity or a connection maybe you made along the way? Yeah, so very, very interesting story. So everyone knows it's kind of like a running joke. I had like an old beat up Nissan in college. (laughs) And (laughs) so um, right after college, you know, it's just job searching, job hunting, just like with anyone else. And um, my vehicle broke down and it was a Nissan. And so I ended up calling the call center for help. Um, it's, it's pretty common amongst a lot of different car companies. So if you all did not know, if you have any car concerns, there's likely a department that helps customers in the event that sometimes they aren't able to pay for repairs or you know they just, they don't know what to do with their vehicle. Um, so I called the service department and I I got them on the line and ironically they fixed my vehicle and then while I was still job hunting probably about two weeks later that exact position for someone that had just helped me to repair my vehicle just popped up on a job board okay so I applied and they gave me the job I started off in consumer affairs which is in the call center And then every single year from there, I have gotten a promotion. So that's what makes me a fixed operations manager now. And I travel for my job. Okay. And then I'm assuming that the call centers are located around the country. So did you have to move from Illinois originally to, to start out somewhere else? Yes, I did. So Nissan ended up moving me right from Charleston, Illinois. I had nothing. I packed up my little Sentra and I drove down to Nashville, Tennessee, where their call center was. And from there, they have moved me from Nashville to Seattle. I got an opportunity to live in Seattle for about a year and a half. And then I got an opportunity to live in LA for a year and a half. And now I am back in Nashville and hopefully this is home, but we will see. (laughs) Well, and interesting that that you mentioned that, that that you moved around. And for people that may not know kind of your backstory is that moving around is nothing new for Elise. Elise grew up as a a military brat. I say that because I grew up as one. It's not a derogatory term because I grew up as one myself. But um, so moving around is nothing new to you. But how is it different maybe for you now as opposed to when you moved around as a, as a young child with your, your parents being associated with the military. 
Yes. So honestly, I would say it's so much better as an adult, <laughs> of course, you know, because you can explore any given new city um, and you can choose, you can pick and choose which friends you'd like to make. And it's not in a confined environment such as, okay, well, I only met new friends at school or maybe playing basketball on the team. And so as an adult, it's really, really, really cool. And I, I actually managed to keep the social skills and kind of be able to adapt with each and every new city that I've lived in. And it's been really fun. So I like it better as an adult for sure. Now you've lived in different parts of the country. You've already mentioned here as an adult, been able to live on the West Coast and also kind of in the South. What do you consider to be more home? Where do you where do you feel more at home or have you, have you figured that out yet? You know what? I think Nashville, Tennessee <laughs> has my heart. I think it has my heart. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, as we mentioned, you, you played women's basketball here at Eastern Illinois at the time when you were recruited, recruited out of the, the Belleville area. But interesting enough, and this is something how I where I learned you were a military brat. We were playing down at Austin P. I think maybe your junior or senior year, and you kind of considered that home because I guess your dad had maybe been stationed in Clarksville at, at some yeah. point in time. I guess take people through that. I think you went the entire high school career through Belleville, but you grew up maybe most of your childhood in Clarksville. Yes. So my entire, so let's say from about maybe 10 years old until going into high school, I finished my high school career in Belleville. But from about the age of, I would say, two to three until about nine, it was in Clarksville. And so not only was my dad stationed there, but my mom, her entire family, my grandfather was also stationed there. So I, I have family all over Clarksville and the Tennessee area. So, yeah, it was already home before I even knew it. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> And then interesting enough for that, so you go through your high school or your college career with Eastern. I know you had some injuries your first two years and then kind of your what I would call your breakout game, ironically enough, was at Austin P. And that's kind of where it kind of came full circle for a lot of us putting these connections together that you talked about. What was it like for you to maybe have, if you can recall, that breakout game in that environment? <laughs> It felt amazing because all of my family was able to attend all of my friends and just people, a huge support system. So I was, I just, I was just playing, you know, I, I didn't overthink it. I didn't, you know, have any reserves whatsoever. And I was very, very comfortable in that environment with Austin P because I was home. That is where my heart was. So it was nice. And then the other thing that, that part of it, when you were through, when you were here as you guys, you, you were for a couple different coaching staffs when you were here as a player, having, I guess, grown up as a, a, a military person around that, you're used to the change from that standpoint. Sometimes players don't always adjust to, to coaching changes, but maybe how did that then prepare you for the career you're now where you've, I'm assuming you've had several different bosses as you move from these different steps yes. in your job. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I would say the main thing is to be adaptable. So it, it taught me so much about resilience. It taught me so much about making sure that I'm getting to know people and not just going through the motions of anything, because we all have different personalities. We all come from different backgrounds and we all have different values or, or things that we even like. And so 
I would say the biggest thing that helped me in college that kind of um, leads into my adult life, especially my career and how I'm able to handle changes is knowing who you're around, knowing your environment and knowing what you're dealing with, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it was a, it was a whirlwind in college for sure with the coaching changes, but be adaptable. That's what I learned. Now you just said an interesting phrase there. It is kind of surround yourself with people that you kind of know, have like thoughts that that would be the teammates that, that you kind of played with. Do you still keep in touch with, with several of those, those ladies? I'm sure that you build, you build yes. lifelong <laughs> bonds that people that aren't on sport teams may not really even understand. Yes, absolutely. So I'm sure you're aware of Deanna Willis, Sabina Orisova, even to Kenya Nixon, Sydney, Chantel. I literally just saw Chantel about an hour ago um, where we were working on a little bit of business, but I speak to these ladies, if not daily, I speak to them at least once a month and and we're just it's it's a forever sisterhood you know and it's really refreshing as we all go throughout life just to see what everyone is getting into and to see the growth because we all come from you know just really just college kids at the end of the day and working hard on the court blood sweat tears and going through different things and just to see the transition of our adulthood has been amazing so yeah I keep up with them if not daily like I said every year every month and I really actually want to get that a little plug for whoever sees this let's plan a vacation or something ladies (laughs) (laughs) very good I'm sure they do that we actually had Chantel on last year in our first season and as she was starting to get in getting done playing her professional career and starting just get into the the real estate and I know I've got her on on we're connected on LinkedIn and I've seen that she she's having some success there in the the Lexington market area so um, good success for her on that you talk about the the sisterhood you have with with the young ladies that that you played with that you guys kind of grow up even more tied in is you have real relatives that do go to eastern Illinois for those that aren't familiar Elisa's younger brother Will Shumpert is an athlete here at eastern Illinois he's on the football team and what was it like so I guess he's several years behind you. I don't, um, I don't know if yes. you guys would have ever even been in high school together. So he's always, I guess, I don't want to say followed in your footsteps, but you've been able to watch him from a distance. What was it like to, I guess, see him maybe choose the school that you decided to go to yourself? It was super refreshing. I was honestly so shocked because I, I just, I didn't know that he would choose it just because I've always loved the small town, you know, smaller city. I absolutely loved Eastern. It was perfect for me, but he's always been kind of like a, he's, he's always loved the city, you know? And I was like, huh, okay. (laughs) But I was also so proud. I, I continuously have a proud sister moment because it's like, whoa, okay. Something that I have done has impressed upon you even in the slightest for you to follow my footsteps. So I'm just, all I can say is proud. Like there's so many more adjectives to describe it, but, and even just seeing him on the football field, I'm just like, I can't believe this. Like he's an EIU. I, I remember, I think the last game that I went to go see him play was back in December when they went to go play Austin P. And I'm just like, E-I-E-I-E-I-U. It's just, it's just, 
And it's just that much more that I already have in me as far as school pride for my alma mater to see my little brother is, it's a great feeling. And inter interesting enough for him, it, it's, I remember when Will came the very first time to shoot headshots as we shoot for all the sports. And I asked him, I said, so we asked him something about it. How is your sister doing? And it, his response was, you guys know who my sister is thinking that I guess they don't realize that we kind of know a lot of the athletes as they go through here. So I, I think that he didn't realize maybe that he was follow, following kind of in your footsteps from that yeah. standpoint. So he plays football. People talk about that. The other thing that Will is dabbling with right now, and it's not um, he's not officially on the roster yet, but Will is working out as a practice player with the basketball team. He was a two sport athlete in high school. I guess at what point in time did he decide that football was the, the venue for him instead of basketball? Because I know he, he was very talented at both. Yes. So I think it boiled down to his athletic ability. He is a bit more athletically inclined when it comes to football as far as his build and his stature. And so I think that that ultimately was the deciding factor. But like you said, he's equally talented. Well, I equally talented, arguably, at both. And he's he's been a standout athlete. He's a freak. I could have never, ever. <laughs> I have had injuries throughout my collegiate career, and he's just athletically just, he hit the genetic jackpot, so. <laughs> so well, Elise, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you catching up with us here, giving us uh, some updates on what you have going on, catching us up on some of the memories that you had during your time here at Eastern Illinois. And we wish you all the success um, in your future endeavors. Hopefully you're, you're locked in there in Nashville for a while. And when the, the Panthers come down there to play in a few weeks, maybe we'll be able to see you in the stands uh, shouting out the EIU cheer. Yes, 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 yes. Go EIU, big blue. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for your time, Elise. All right. Thank you, Rich. Have a great one.